the slumber party massacre. Even titties can't save this one. <laughs> everybody welcome to the new world podcast where we discuss every movie that has been released by new world pictures uh as you know if you've seen any movie from the new world pictures some of them are going to be great and some of them are going to be new world so um we're going to discuss tonight a movie uh with a slumber party massacre so massive it included people who weren't even at the slumber party <laughs> we're talking about the slumber party massacre uh way back in what uh when did this get released 1982 1982 Ooh, la, la. uh towards the end of roger corman's hold on new world pictures uh released uh or rather directed and written by a woman and we'll get into why that seems problematic as we talk about the Slumber Party Massacre, I am Ryan, and with me, of course, is Erica. Yo. And Mark. Hello. And I know Erica's really excited to talk about this movie tonight. I am not. You are so excited. This is probably your favorite movie that we have watched so far. Least favorite your movie. Your most favorite. So she loved this one. This Least one was love. her it, favorite. It is a rich tapestry of detail, of character development, suspense, I, is, I mean, it is it is horror unlike any you've ever seen. It is none of those things. <laughs> none so, of those things. This was written by a feminist writer, a lesbian feminist writer, by the name of Rita Mae Brown. Uh, the script sat on the shelf for a while. It was originally called Don't Open the Door. Um, and then uh, the director, Amy Jones, uh, whose brother... Does the music, by the way? Oh, hey, all on one wow. Casio keyboard. All on one. Ca- she she will mention that she mentions that on the uh, director's commentary. She she mentions it more like he only used it. He only had one keyboard and he did it all. Shocking! You're doing it like ugh, only on one keyboard. <laughs> that's what he did. So that's funny. Yeah, how different point of perspective. View. Different perspective. Yeah. Um, so she uh, was an editor for a long time uh, and worked with. Uh, New World and wanted to direct her own feature. So she went through the library of scripts and found this particular script and decided to take take it. She didn't really read it, but she mm. saw that there was a couple scenes. Oof. Crucial <laughs> mistake yeah. in not yeah. reading it. Yeah. Yikes. Oof. Probably mistake number one, not reading it. But she said it had a prologue uh, that was about eight pages long. It had a dialogue scene, a suspense scene. And an action scene. So she took short ends. For, uh, that's like the film that wasn't quite developed. So it was sort of like leftover film. Her uh, husband was a cinematographer. They had a sound man, a friend who was like a neighbor. They threw this, like, uh, they grabbed some people from UCLA, some actors. 
and they shot over a weekend. They shot about ten minutes of footage. She showed it to Roger Corman, and he said, "How much did you pay for this?" And she said, "About two thousand dollars." And he says, "Young lady, you have a future in the movie business." <laughs> Your Corman impression never fails to it's entertain. It's so me. good. It's so <laughs> solid. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, but I feel like we're gonna get there together, guys. We're going to get there together. Hashtag growing this together. I'm curious if it cost more than $2,000 to complete the entire movie once that was done. Was it more than that? He gave her like an extra 2000 to do the rest. Oh. Um, no, obviously he she came up with a bunch of footage and he was like, wow, this costs next to nothing. You'll know how to make this movie for next to nothing. So he green, greenlit her doing the rest. Mm. Then she had to kind of rewrite the script it's this is where it's a bit confusing for me because supposedly Rita Mae Brown wrote this as a as a spoof of slasher movies, right? Mm. Uh, we're we're basically I don't know five years basically or four or five years into the, the sort of slasher genres really taking off, really took off on Halloween, but of course Black Christmas was the first one, but Halloween really took took off. So she she wrote that as a spoof. However, in the director's commentary for this. Uh, our director, Amy uh, Amy Jones, she says that she had kind of rewritten it to be more of a spoof. Who rewrote it? Ooh, the now, suspense. This will, is already more dramatic than the movie, by the way. Yes. Who I would like to it? say, though. Who, already more exciting. She rewrote it just to kind of make it, like, to update the script. Now, I would like to say to you, ask you guys, did you think this movie was a comedy as you watched it? I have a lot of questions with this movie sure. that, that I plan on asking as we talk through Please it. Please ask your questions. But, but I think... I think That's uh, why we're here. <laughs> I think that's why we're all questions here. Questions will yeah. be answered all of tonight. Us. I think uh, we all individually watched this movie and said, I have questions. I need to sit around and record a conversation about this movie where I ask my questions. There are definitely parts of it that feel like a carryover from, the, from it being a comedy. For example... When they have the dead pizza guy that they drag into the living room, and then uh, uh, I forget the the character's name. It says that she always feels better when she eats, and proceeds to mm-hmm. just eat the pizza on mm-hmm. top of the dead guy. I felt like that was like okay, that was a carryover from the original script, yeah. Uh, and and it felt that way. So uh, yes, there are comedic elements uh, that are left over, and I, I, I it does. More often than not, unintentionally, I think it's funny. That's where I thought. I thought it was unintentionally funny. However, in Rita Mae Brown's autobiography, Rita Will, she says uh, that she had written it as a... uh, It was made as a straight slasher movie, she says, with no humor. But I wish they had had the guts to do the send-up version because it was pretty funny on the page anyway. Um, however, again, on the director's commentary, Amy Jones makes it sound like she was the one who wanted to make it. It was, she even says, this is a comedy. I made a comedy. And I'm like watching it going, I I don't. That disagreement between the two of them about what this movie is carries throughout that entire movie. Is it funny? Is it not? Is it a slasher? Is it not? Yeah. I mean, she specifically points to early on in the movie. For those of you who have not seen this movie. Um, this is about a slumber party massacre. I don't know if that was evident I mean, from the title. I mean, to be fair, if you've I not seen you this that. movie, pause this podcast. That's an option, right? <laughs> sure, pause it. Pause. Definitely. You pause can, it. You can pause. Go watch the movie. Definitely pause it. It will take you, what, 80 minutes? 
Uh, it, With yes. fast forward, it's not long. I mean, that's including credits. That's including yeah. credits. And you can fast forward a bit if you're, if you're honest. Yeah. I don't fast forward too quickly because the first set of boobs are revealed at a minute 16 seconds into this movie. Correct. Oh, oh, Mark is crunching the numbers. <laughs> crunching that's, the numbers on the titty count. That's that's not crunching the numbers. We have a first reveal at a minute 16. Uh, and I also have a question about minute 20. She takes off her uh, uh, p- the, uh, her pajamas. And so this is the lead is it Trisha, the the lead character? I'll go with that. <laughs> In the rewrite, it was Trisha, then it was Trisha, and then it was Trish. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to go with that. I don't know for sure, sure but I'm willing to go with none you. of their names are memorable. So she 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 was she wakes up, she takes off her pajamas, she puts on a dress, she keeps the underwear on. Is that normal? Do you normally as a I I, I don't know I'm speaking. We as have a to male. ask you, Erica. I have to ask you, Erica. As the only is woman it normal in the room. to put on your outfit for the day and not swap out the undies and be like, I got this. These guys, they've Maybe. lasted all night. She's confident. You know, look, She's confident. Each lady is different, but I'm saying for me, I'm going to bed choney free, so I'm gonna need to pop some, pop a fresh pair on. Yeah. So I'm waking up <laughs> choneyless. So. <laughs> You gotta you gotta let it breathe during the night. Of course, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Be free, let it breathe. Her name it's is Trish. Time. Her name Trish. is Trish, by the way. But she had tidy whities like, uh, like yeah. real thick tidy. The point is, is that she gets naked right away, <laughs> right away, right away. Now this leads to later when they finish their, you know, <laughs> contentious basketball practice, where we saw some incredibly. Some incredible basketball get played. <laughs> I, uh, I think they were running the motion offense. I don't know. It was kind of no, no, hard no. to tell, no, 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 but no. it was. No, I, I watched this scene several times. So they, they... several times, several times. <laughs> they well, he was, out. He was coach... running the tape. He was watching the tape. <laughs> the coach is saying, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> but we're playing zone. They're obviously playing man to man." Yeah, it's true. So... Well, you're talking about the defensive end. I'm talking about the offense. Right. Right, so Valerie and Diane are... I feel like they're running a high screen action. (laughs) But Valerie and Diane, they both get layups. Nobody, nobody is clogging up the shooting lane. There's no fucking defense at all. I was... I was Also, uh, Diane, uh, she easily lifts up her pivot foot. I would have called travel. I'm like, travel. She's traveling right there. Call travel. None of this is happening. I think it's important to note that during a massacre, horror, serious horror movie... This basketball game, super it's important. Not a sense. serious basketball movie. It's a satire, according to both the director and writer, who both thought the other dropped the ball on satire. Is it a I guess. Sports but, satire? but I think I, you, I think you said it right, though. You said it's not a serious basketball movie. It's this, not a serious basketball this, movie for this, sure. Which for was sure. disappointing. Yeah. Because in the title, you would think it's going to be a However, serious basketball. However, they definitely movie. they definitely didn't wear any bras for the basketball. No, no. You want to be free. And I think at that point, which is we're very early on. I turned to Eric and I was like, there is so many boobies in this movie mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I'm and almost, my thought, my but, one thought is the one lady again was just like, yikes, like that's some painful basketball. But, I, but Trish is still wearing those tidy whities like through the basketball game, you know, maybe from last she's, night, maybe she's mid, you know, laundry run. That's it. Maybe that's, <laughs> that's the last true. pair. And I mean, her parents are going out of town. They yeah. may not have had time to run another load. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And she's saving her sexy panties for the night. 
You know, she's going to so, wear those, you know, those thick ones for the so day. So it might be time to interject what the plot is. And wait, again, wait, wait, hold on. No, hold on. No, hold on. No, no, hold no. on. I just got to finish off this basketball conversation. You're, fair. Cause, fair. Cause we should finish the basketball at the, at conversation. At the end, the coach says. My, my, my apologies. <laughs> at the coach, at the end of the game, the coach references them or makes a reference to the fact that they are the varsity team. Wow. <laughs> I did, okay, I missed that. I missed that. I missed too. that. That's the varsity team? That's the did varsity. I've this several times. Dear Lord. Shows. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should well, ask but you, you know what, what the titty count is on the basketball Which is game. good because those those of you who have paused the podcast and went back and watched it real quick, <laughs> you know, you know that Mark is right. Right. Correct. Uh, and they're also going out for for uh, softball season next. That's what's that's the tryouts are next mixing, week. Mixing it up. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. These, These girls are athletic. Talented. They're talented. probably a bit doesn't play this way particularly, but they're probably a little disappointed because they're so good at basketball that they kind of don't want to switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it only lasts the season, that. you know? Yeah, I mean, and varsity, too. You only got maybe another year, tops, before, I mean, those dreams are over. And they wore, like, they wore, like, nice colors, like straight colors. There's no logo. There's apparently no, no mascot. There's no mascot for the school. And no bras. And no bras. That's the mascot. No bras. So they don't have to put a cartoon version of no bras on their shirts because they're just wearing no bras. They live it. They live it. They yeah. don't draw it. They, they live don't want to be redundant. Yeah, that would be stupid. <laughs> so wait. We're, this and is now the- your Montgomery no bras or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is the plot of the movie. Let's yeah. go, this... no bras. Let's go. Let's go, no bras. Let's go. One player shows up with a bra. Like, what are you doing? You traitorous bitch. What? Uh, no, I do. It is well. We are the no bras. Does it mean I don't wear a like? Yes. Oh, you're you know Darla, what? you bitch. You're not starting. You are not starting. You're on the bench. Take a seat on the bench. So this is the plot of the movie. Basically, the plot of the movie is that it was so close to a killer decides to ruin a highly successful women's high school basketball team. That's the true plot. (laughs) That's the plot of the movie. Yeah, no, that's true. It it is basically a killer. Podcast over. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for for thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Support Uh, our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when we eventually get, we don't have one right now, but (laughs) But, like you know, be on the lookout. If you uh, can set one up by supporting us, <laughs> yeah. set one up for Could us. Could you set it up? That's not, we don't want to do it. That feels presumptuous. <laughs> you, you set it up. Yeah. You know, I feel we like really, I'm being selfish asking yeah, you to pay. I just feel like a jerk saying like, you know, you. give us money, though that's what a Patreon is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a killer that gets, I guess, on the loose and he decides to target these girls... In particular, I don't know why. Well, he killed we killed five people years ago and yeah, got out of prison. Yeah, I guess. Immediately following the game, though, at uh, seven minutes and 40 seconds, we get a shower scene. And again, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> now, the commentary, um, Amy Jones is pretty uh, explicit that this was a scene that was mandatory uh, for her to do by uh, Roger Corman. Because that was part of the formula, and she knew what she'd signed up for, being a director. What? 
So she said she just filmed them like very perfunctorily and just sort of did it like, here you go. But it really does like linger. Yeah. And I would yeah. also say like, okay, that's yeah. fine. And she says, she sort of is talking about it like, all right, I had to do the shower scene, da, da, da. Yeah. But I'm like, well, but what about the other nude scenes? <laughs> Right. Were those just like an an additional? Like, well, they like start the movie as you mentioned out with her, the main character, just showing off her boobs, which is just like that was just like ah, uh, I don't that, know. That was moving the plot along. I, yeah, that was like yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I want to make sure I grab you right at the start. <laughs> right. So uh, about them lingering and it being sort of perfunctory. There's a lot of dialogue going on in the shower. A scene. lot of chit chat. You can't, of but, you, but you can't quite hear it. You're like right. trying to listen to right. it, but you're like, wait, I'm. But I'm seeing this girl's butt and right. boobs, right? And and Trish is washing her vagina, her vagina while asking about the party at night. Yeah. Now, <laughs> to be fair, she's scrubbing it. Hey, she did not wear a fresh pair of chonies, so yeah. she has to she scrub got some it. Work to do. She has to scrub it. Yeah, she didn't wear a fresh pair of chonies. Honestly, I'd say that's the most responsible thing that Trish has done this whole movie. Agreed. Is take care of herself in that Agreed. way. Agreed. Her self-care is off the charts, basically. That was my takeaway. That was my takeaway. I mean, is she's wearing like another, the same pair of chonies like, for like two days. That's not yeah. pretty responsible. But the, she to, to counteract that, she's like, let's scrub a dub. Correct. So, <laughs> but do women? And again, this is a question for you, Erica. Mm-hmm. Uh, do women tell us go, about women? <laughs> do, <laughs> what I'll are do, women like? I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, when uh, do women just plan out their whole day while showering with each other? Is that is yes? <laughs> to be fair, yeah. On behalf yeah. of women, yes, we do. I was going to say yes. yes I do. was going to say I was like, yeah, yes, I, we do. Yeah, the shower is the time where probably. Everything gets done because when you, you accomplish to, when it's, everything when it's in like the shower. Dudes having to force them to shower together. It's like get in there, wash yourself, get the hell out. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not going to chit chat in here. This is not a time for chit chat. So <laughs> the other thing too, uh, the other question that I have is, as we're entering the shower scene, there's an off camera comment of someone saying, "You know, I think your tits are getting bigger." Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. is that normal? To, I'm trying to. I was trying to think if. Uh, the guy equivalent would be like, hey, I think your balls are getting bigger. <laughs> no, the guy equivalent would be, I think your dick is getting yeah. bigger. Maybe? I, I, don't is, I, don't it, are, I, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think, I, I think I then like it would be like, I think your vag is getting bigger, right? That's that's the doctor's equivalent <laughs> of going, I think your balls are getting bigger. Let me check out them balls. Is that a good thing? Are big balls a good thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't I just, I, it also, it was just. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's a little, I was a <laughs> I'm I, just saying. No, I, everyone know. out there, ladies, big balls are great. <laughs> I don't know, like you know, wherever we are, wherever our Twitter is or our Instagram, you know, write us. Do you like big balls? Is that a good thing or What's a bad better? thing? Let us know. Big yeah. balls, us, yes or no? Let's not balls, answer yes this tonight. No. Let's just have people tell us. Yeah, it's, and, just, and, it's a conversation that's bigger than us. Yeah, it's bigger than this. It's bigger than this podcast. That's we fair. need to really. But let yes, this. I mean, our ladies, you know supportive of each other in that way yeah oh yeah you know girls can be super mean to each other but they can also be like hey your tits look bigger <laughs> and would they say tits is it is I, tits? I mean some might some might say boobies my, okay. some might say right. you know it just depends on who you are how you roll but yeah you might give give someone that all you know 
Yeah. The guy, yeah. how the guys do the nod? Yeah. We're doing the yeah. nod right yeah. now? Doing the, the nod. nod. Yeah, that's yeah. the, hey, your boobs are getting bigger. Oh. You know? It's like, hey, hey, girl, you go, girl. Your boobs are getting bigger. <laughs> that's definitely, what you wanted, it, and I support you. It definitely does feel weird because it, it would be weird to be showering after PE next to another dude, and a dude goes, man, your dick is getting huge, bro. Like, and, and that statement alone being said aloud to other people that aren't paying attention would draw attention. everyone's attention. <laughs> yeah. All attention. If you want to get the attention of a shower. It would not go over well, is no. my point. But uh, Also in the scene, we get uh, a cameo, or, or uh, dare I say, a boobio, mm. of San Diego's <laughs> own Brink Please. Stevens. Huh? Yes. Huh? Brink Stevens. San Diego's who on, finest. Who went on to many other yeah. booby... Uh, Can we get Ashley Jones' brother to, do, in, the, uh, to do the sisters, soundtrack right? to yeah. boobio? And, Where uh, she's... Totally naked in yeah, that like one. basically Next the entire to movie. Leanna she also and... then after the shower scene, she has to run back in and get her book. And the coach says, "Hurry up! You know they're locking up the school because yep. this school locks yep. everything from the inside." Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get in from Super the outside, safe. you're fine. Also, but... like if you have some after school basketball practice, like as soon as that's done, we lock this whole place down, <laughs> yeah, like like it. a fortress. Safety first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah, you'll she... never be able to get out. So she gets offed pretty quick. Oh, you can open it. Go ahead. Yeah. That's I didn't want to do no, it during No, it. that's the to the listeners we sound like we're partying so hard. Party. Uh, it's like seven. Like, PM. Man, I want to be a part of that podcast. <laughs> be a part of it. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Be a part of it. Read more in the comments wow. below. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, getting in on this podcast. Is probably the easiest thing you'll ever do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you get I've... yourself to nine one six zero six? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> you can. Be, can you make it here? That's our. Yeah. That's all you'll have to do. Do you want to show up and spend the time? <laughs> do you want to watch Slumber Party Massacre? That's a question you have to ask yourself. That's probably the toughest <laughs> selling point. Well, we've we've already done this one. It'll have to be another one. No, no, I think everyone's nope. still Oh, we're going to revisit no. this later? We're going to revisit gonna this revisit down the road? This later. Yeah. All right, yeah. come back. This, this is one. only like part one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll then do a recap with the winner. Part two is coming in many years. This is a three-hour podcast. Yeah. We're just doing it <laughs> yeah. in segments. But yeah, just just start. Yeah, get relaxed. Uh, we also haven't talked about the fact that the killer in this movie... Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about the killer at all. Back to the movie. Yeah. Are we back oh. to the movie now? Is killing oh. people with... Uh, Power drill? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a power we need drill. to talk about this because, <laughs> mm-hmm. as a homeowner, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> what is this tool? Mm-hmm. Well, it works like a dream. It can it can chop through, drill through, get through anything. Walls, only, doors, skulls. Well, it technically they only had this in the early '80s, and then they got rid of it. You cannot allow <laughs> to no, get it. No, anymore. actually, here's where I've run some numbers. Oh, <laughs> Mark has run the numbers. While Ryan eats pepperoni. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Run the numbers. Uh, so it's actually a rotary hammer drill because you need something. Oh! Because it is made for masonry or concrete. Um, but here's the thing. This Mark's is the killer, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Mark's the killer. Wow, he knows too much Mark's about that. Mark's the killer. That. He knows we can, too much we can about get that. into a lot of uh, the, 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 the challenges, I think, in the believability of using this drill as a way to kill people. But <clears throat> cordless drills were invented in 1961, okay? 
Sure, everyone knows that. Whoa. But, yeah, I mean, that's duh. Yeah, who doesn't okay. know that? The first consumer we don't know. drill that was cordless was the Makita 6, 6010D. We know. Duh. Was, everyone knows that. It was a handheld drill for home use. Right, home of course. Uh, of course. Uh, but it wasn't a rotary hammer drill big enough to drill through masonry or concrete, right? Of course not. So, Makita, potential future sponsor no, they, of the podcast. They <laughs> Just saying. Sorry. Potentially... Makita, Makita, give us a call. Or, you know, just add us. (laughs) Or send us a drill to try out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll use it in the podcast. Yeah. So for sure. Here's the here's a couple of things that I that I question. One, uh, there was not a the first cordless rotary hammer drill was released by Bosch in 1984, two years after this one was made. On top of that. A power drill, a cordless power drill, has a uh, has a battery life of ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. So yeah. So this guy, no matter what, yep. let's assume that he had the market's first rotary hammer drill that he was running around with. He'd have to constantly be like he had like a beta. Hold on. He had a beta version at this point, right? He would have to spend a lot of time in the garage, which we'll get to the amount of time that's spent in the garage in uh, Trisha's parents' garage. Uh, Charging it, just being like, guys, uh, eat some pizza. I'm gonna, I gotta charge for a while. I can't kill you for at least another hour. That's why the kills. There's so much time in between. Oh, <laughs> because he kills one person and then he's like, I gotta charge this thing. Yeah, Ryan you know? connects the dots. Yep. I mean, uh, spoiler alert, everybody. There's a lot of time in between the kills. A there is. Lot. There's also a lot of kills. Now, one of the comedy moments right after. Uh, basketball practice, or was it before basketball practice? There's two guys that are hoping to hit on these ladies. Oh, and, and they talk to a woman who's fixing, I think, the electricity at the school. She was the uh, phone. Phone, the, phone. The phone, yeah, lady. okay. She's hooking up the phone lines. See, kids, back in the day, you needed to have a phone line that uh-huh. ran to a phone yeah. that you couldn't carry with you at all times. But anyway, he starts hitting on her, and they walk away from her, and then somebody just grabs her and pulls her out of frame. And in the commentary, Amy Jones, the director, goes, See? This is a comedy. That's a comedy moment. <laughs> her just being pulled into the van. And it's just like... Uh, I don't think it is. I don't know. No, that's like every woman's nightmare. Being pulled into like a van and yeah, no one can Yeah, I think the fact that it you, honestly like, is a lady. There's nothing hilarious no, about no, that No, no, I think you're all. right. I think you're right. I think the fact that it's a lady makes it actually not, specifically yeah. not a, a comedy moment. Yeah. And it if it was like, I don't know, your general casting of that moment might be like kind of like a, you know, like a larger dude who's just right. kind of like doing, and obviously they wouldn't, the, they wouldn't have these young guys hitting on him, but... Um, or maybe progressive. I don't know for 1981 or whatever when they shot it. But they so yeah, the fact that it's a lady kind of makes it actually a little scarier because she's pulling. So she does not. I don't think she. If she thinks this is a comedy, she she's not quite understanding. Well, I think the only the only part that I would say might be funny is the fact that uh, that the the van that she gets pulled into is the the phone company's van, which is a soundproof rape van. Because she is pounding on the glass. Mm-hmm. Those guys are yeah. five feet away and can't hear her screaming for help from this van. But I'm now like, that I know what? that that's what Amy, Amy, Amy Jones, AJ. Yeah. Yep. Now that I know that she thinks that part is a comedy, can you imagine rewatching that scene now and having Amy in the background going, 
one can hear her. She's dead meat. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, I think it's it's funny that you brought up this movie being progressive because those two guys, what is it? It's Neil and oh, I'm forgetting their names. Uh, Trish. No. <laughs> no. That's the woman with the same underwear. <laughs> Neil and Jeff. Yeah, I Neil believe. and Jeff. Oh. Uh, they're gay, right? Yeah, totally. 100%. Because <laughs> they... Yeah. They are always sorry. very close with each other. A thousand percent. Okay. Because I felt like even when they're going to the house to like, let's sneak yeah, up on the girls. On it was like, let's go spy on the girls, right? As though they're like, yeah, girls. Yeah, totally girls, right? I like girls. You like girls, right? We like right. girls. We well, like girls, well, they, right? When, they, when they're staring at the girls and they're taking off their clothes and changing their pajamas. The slumber <laughs> In party. the living room. In the living room. Whereas you do. <laughs> and again, just chit-chatting. And one guy says, this is the best night of my life. But he's saying it to the other guy. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm, it doesn't take a genius here. In that here. scene, I mean, Neil or lines. Jeff, I forget which one, because they're kind of, they're, they're, crowd, they're, they're leaning they're in to look in this window. Yeah. And one of them is sort of behind the other. And at one point, he's resting his chin on the shoulder mm-hmm. of the other guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. these two dudes... They, they, we, they, can't, they we, legit don't care about what's cannot, happening in story. front of them. It's we cannot story. see them jerking each other off during this moment. <laughs> oh. We can't see their hands. We, no. we are not. We You're can't right. See it. You're right. But we feel like it's a handsy moment. But we feel it. <laughs> we feel it. We can't <laughs> see it, but we feel it. And that's where Amy would say this was not a comedy moment. Satire. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's not satire. This is real. This is a this massacre. Is Can we quickly Google the word massacre? Let's Google it. Google it? Let's why? Google it and see what the definition is of massacre. Because when I say it was a massacre, I'm thinking like oh, Mark, Mark's hundreds of people are dead. Thousands. It's a massacre. Maybe four people die in this movie? I'm looking forward to hearing what your favorite scene is at the end of the podcast. Oh, me too. Oh, I can't <laughs> I wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. wait. Uh, the massacre as a noun, <clears throat> uh, this is according to Google. An, Thanks, indi- an indiscriminate <laughs> and brutal slaughter of people. Uh-huh, people. Okay. As a verb, it is deliberately and violently kill a large number of people. A large number of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I wish this movie had been called Don't Open the Door. I really do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Don't open yeah. the door? Perfect. Don't right. open the van door. Don't open the door to the house. Right. Perfect. Uh, don't open the garage door. Don't open the garage don't door. Don't open the car door. Yeah, perfect. Because uh, there, because <clears throat> most of this movie is a... leaving the house to go into the yard, going back into the house, going out to the garage, going back to the yard, going back to the house, going across the street, going back to the house, checking out the garage again, going back in, going into the basement, going back upstairs. It's a lot of movement. Yeah, a lot of movement. Definitely not a massacre. <laughs> Should have been called Slipper Party There's, Movement Party. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that do get killed, though. There are a good amount of people that get killed. But there are not a massacre amount of people that get killed. That's my beef. Oh, so you were just like, are they going to kill like a group I wanted of hundred people? Yes, I wanted okay. them to like barge in on another. I don't know, very populated slumber party of hundreds of people who are like, we're all friends having a slumber pop. I think they were. That's the sound of people getting killed. So your issue with this movie is that you're like, wait, there's maybe 12, 10 people that get killed. I was expecting hundreds. Correct. Because it's a massacre. Correct. Right. Yeah. If you're going to use the word massacre, go for it. 
I, I can see why you fell asleep now because you were yeah. really the the title Thank alone you. just threw you off. Deceptive. I feel lied to. Really. I, but I think also if you're going to be the one who conducts a massacre, who mm-hmm. is going to lead or be the mm-hmm. primary participant in massacring, a drill with a masonry a masonry bit is probably not the best way to go. I don't about know. It. Is it is it fully charged though? <laughs> Well, does it have a full charge? Take, let's take let's take away let's say let's assume it does have a full charge. Okay. It's a, it's an unwieldy thing to carry around, and it seems you know when you just like move a, a drill bit to the side across someone's chest or their neck. I don't. It does not, but it doesn't instinctively tear <laughs> into them. What are you admitting right now? What are you admitting <laughs> I, I right now? I cannot relate for all legal and police purposes. I cannot relate. I'm just saying. I've done some tests. Oh. <laughs> Mark runs the test. <laughs> After this podcast, Mark is going to have a, uh, a profile on him. Mark has been arrested. <laughs> Look, the drill is very obvious, like, why they use the drill. And you're right. It's not being used for practical purposes. Why are they using the drill, Ryan? Because yeah. what does the drill look like? Look at the poster. The drill is being put off to the side, but the poster is the drill going down between a guy's legs and these frightened girls behind. That so makes sense. So the drill now. is supposed to to be the men's penis, being mm. a scary thing, and that's the metaphor. Got it. I guess I was always confused with the uh, poster because the women on the poster are not the women in the movie. In the movie, which is confusing, <laughs> for sure. I kept waiting for those women to show up. And you're like, look at those pretty ladies. <laughs> and, oh, they don't show up. Yeah. So this movie's really just a metaphor for life where, like, over yeah. time a dude will slowly kill you with all his bullshit? No, that... he will massacre you with all his bullshit. Mm, I disagree massacre there i feel like it just you know he i gotta ma- wait for it but eventually he will massacre your vagina mm. with his drill disagree so was it also <laughs> funny when <clears throat> valerie and her little sister are like reading through playgirls let me let me say this i i did not understand why that character continued in this movie other than like they she tried to invite her and all her friends were like, "Don't invite her. She's the new girl." Then we continue to see the new girl, and then I thought I, I I did ask Erica this. She was asleep at the time, but I asked her this. I said, "I was awake. how I remember this. How, how old, old is she? How old did they yeah. write the character? Because yeah. the girl playing her is like clearly a like year old playing a twelve year old, like probably a twenty one year old trying to you know that looks. Are you 16. talking about the younger sister or yeah. the, older? the younger sister? Younger. Yeah. But she acts as if she's like ten. Right. Yeah. She's right. like constantly whining, like, why don't you let, but I'm like, the girl playing this character is, could they not, like, they just didn't want to deal with having a kid on set? Like, so they just right. hired like an that, older, like, like teenager that's like, you'll, you'll, you can play 12, right? Like, I don't know. Like, well, try it. Cause her character is like so precocious, does tons of things to like, you know, just doesn't listen at all. It does whatever she wants. And I'm like, this seems like a kid character. It doesn't seem like an actual legitimate teenager. Plus, she's like babysitting her sister when they're like a couple years apart, right. it feels like. Right. I don't I don't know. It's odd. And she catches her sister reading Playgirls. And when she confronts her, she finds in the bed a peeled banana. But the banana's missing. And they kind of go like, she, the little sister kind of gives this like, mm-hmm, don't even response. Right. So, question to Erica: As a woman, do women use bananas, unpeeled bananas, like a dildo? (coughs) 
No comment. Oh, okay. okay. And not a denial. Not fo- a denial. Follow up question. Follow up question. I don't know. Where is the banana? I, I think we like know where thing. it is. I think we know where it is. What I'm going to say is that she ate it because, I don't know, unpeeled? Just seems dangerous. No, it's just a banana peel mm-hmm. in the bed with right, her. Right. That's what I mean. Like like the loose banana, the banana meat, <laughs> if you will. Sure. That's risky. That's risky. It could fall apart. That's that's a risky one. You don't want to mix putting that up you with your Kegel exercises. Wow. Because you want mash. You're wow. going to have yourself. Wow. You're your gonna have understanding yourself. of women is still so. Sorry. What are women? <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can you get. First of all, like 12 year olds, 10 year olds aren't doing their Kegels. <laughs> Just. I'm going to put that out there for you to toss around. Their mistake. That's their mistake. <laughs> get ready. Get, get ready. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know what to say about that banana scene. I, I It's confusing at best. Definitely. I think if I didn't watch the commentary because I hate watching commentary. You also didn't watch most of the movie, but continue. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can see why you wouldn't watch a commentary of a movie you mostly didn't really watch. What was the commentary on that? Did old AJ comment commentate on where that banana went? She did not say. That yeah. was not something that came up. Can you uh, vaginally intake potassium? Ooh, you should. <laughs> I, I, guess, I don't know. All right, well. <laughs> comment, uh, comment on the let us know. Let, let us know. know. Let, I mean, us, let us know. I got to phone a friend on that one. I don't know. I don't know. So we were talking about the killer earlier. So let's talk a little bit about our killer. He is a creep. He gives people mm-hmm. with gray hair, such as myself, a real bad name. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Uh, this might be one of the only... It was something where... It, once you see him, and at first they don't quite show him, and you wonder if like you're not going to quite see the killer, and then you see the killer, and he's just he's just a dude. He's just a dude. <laughs> yeah. He he's not scarred. Yeah, there's he nothing weird. Some... He's not wearing a mask. He's not doing. He's just like a guy with a <laughs> with a drill. And I, I I found that to be very interesting. In the commentary, they talk about the fact that the the interview the actor that plays him. He he said that he basically like tried to he did like sort of a method thing, and didn't communicate with the girls. He stayed away from them. Like he didn't eat by them. He wouldn't converse with them. He wouldn't talk with them, until they had their death scenes together. It and shows. I, it shows. Yeah, my I heard thought. that's how Will Ferrell approaches comedies as well. Is that he just stays away from everyone? Well, here's <laughs> to the thing. Make it more one of the hilarious. one of the actresses in the film that they do interview. Uh, uh, which is not, I don't think it's, is it Brink? I don't I, think it is. I, I didn't case, watch that. Mark, just back me up. <laughs> you're, you're literally <laughs> the only one who did research or listened it to. It was rhetorical. <laughs> um, one of the women said it actually was effective because they didn't really have any relationship to him. So when they had the scenes with him, they were kind of unnerved. So I guess it worked for their chemistry on screen. But I was like, oh, I don't know if this... I never, I didn't see his this performance as needing that kind of 
you know, commitment, but you know, not at all. I, it I, didn't at all. That's why you clearly don't understand horror comedy then, because you know that that's one of that's like one oh one right yeah. there. You know, I mean, talk to anybody who's done a horror comedy movie, such as you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. He wouldn't talk to them. Halloween. No, you know, classic comedy, comedy <laughs> horror movies. Not. Uh, I like that uh, they try to do kind of the Friday the Thirteenth thing where he's hiding the bodies in various places, but at one point, yeah, no, in his, he's not hiding them various places. He's hiding them in his trunk. Yeah, they're all in his oh, trunk. In the that trunk. scene where he's when counting. he talks to them and counts them. <laughs> like, One, two. I was like, you don't you remember wa- how many people you've drilled? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, Erica woke up to that moment and was just like, "What?" Immediately furious. Like, One, two, three. This isn't a massacre. Go back <laughs> yeah. to bed. Back to sleep. Back to bed. You better have cars full of dead bodies, like trunks full. You have one trunk. But he that put, was he was, shoves Kim into the refrigerator, and I just kept uh-huh. thinking, like, what's you have to take out the shelves. You've got to move yeah. all yep. these groceries yep. into right. another place. Hope Correct. to God they don't spoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's the end goal? No, right. what is the what like, you didn't see is he put them in a cooler for himself. Got it. Got it. Like I mean, got guys got to eat and drink. I mean, yeah. he's a human being. Yeah, you know. So he's just like free groceries for me. There was a lot of Michelob that those ladies brought over, and he's like, "Those are now mine." I gotta say though that that scene though where she does go to the fridge and opens it, and doesn't quite see the body for a couple times, and then finally does. Like that actually is one of the better scenes in the whole movie. It, it's the best scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> well, we're not there yet, but. It's a it's a contender for nope, sure. Still the best. Okay, it is the best. <laughs> that scene was so irritating because at that point, you know, you wake up and you're like, "What's happening?" And then you're like, "You can't even see in the fridge. I'm half asleep, and I could walk into my fridge right now and see a dead body." Like, just irritating. But that's the younger sister who clearly is supposed to be a ten year old or twelve year old. Just in there looking for and cold bananas. Is played by somebody. <laughs> Yeah, do you freeze the bananas? Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. That I can weigh in on. Yep. Yes, you yep. do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. There's nothing more erotic than a freezing cold banana. Next time I eat banana bread, I'll think something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Jones, the director, this was her directorial debut. Mm. And beforehand, she had been uh, an editor and had edited for uh, New World. I forget what she had edited, but... Uh, all right, I'll look that up. But is um, this the surprise? No, the <laughs> surprise is, and it was really not a huge surprise. But she was lined up to a uh, edit a very uh, popular movie of the year, and instead decided to not do it so she could make her directorial debut with Slumber Party Massacre. And that movie she was going to edit was E.T. So she said no E.T. I'm going to direct Slumber Party Massacre instead. It's a great choice <laughs> because E.T. is a terrific movie. So thank God. She didn't touch it. She would have turned that right into a comedy. <laughs> Which it, it is not. The Which hilarious not. Not a extraterrestrial laugh. Not a massacre. Laugh <laughs> I mean, so many extraterrestrials would have died in that movie. She did go on. Imagine however. Elliot just gets drilled through his head at some point. Maybe when he goes out for the pizza. She did go on to direct a movie called Love Letters with Jamie Lee Curtis, which we will be watching later because it is a new world release. So she continued her career. Now, that is a movie that will be fun to listen to or watch because that is the movie where Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to 
break away from slasher movies okay. as well as Amy Jones <laughs> mm-hmm. and make a more like serious dramatic movie. Then she went on to write Mystic Pizza. Oh. Right. And she also wrote Beethoven. Which the is The one with the big dog? With the now big dog. Now that's a comedy. Which is one of our daughter's movie's favorite hilarious. movies. She loves that, that movie. The movie is hilarious. When he runs that's the hose around those that people's is a legs. Comedy. Oh, right. Classic. Funny, there's a giant drill in that movie. There is? I don't know if there is. I just said that. I have no clue. I backed you up. See? I'm a supportive <laughs> wife. Maybe this is maybe this is the surprise for the podcast. Whoa, whoa, Ryan whoa. and I are married. Speaking of drills. <laughs> Wait, when did this happen? <laughs> Secret ceremony. Wow. In front of a lot in front of a massacre of people. Twelve so years only ago. Only a couple people. Twelve years ago. <laughs> Uh, she also wrote Indecent Proposal. What? Oh, wow. That was a great comedy. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. The banana and scene? She, <laughs> she wrote And she wrote Amazing. and directed Made to Order. Hilarious. Oh, Ali Sheedy in her prime. Have prime! Yeah. Oh, you you would absolutely fall asleep during it. I don't know. I love Ali <laughs> Sheedy, though. Mm, you're going to fall asleep during You that will one. after you, watching that. You won't after that. You will have less... To think of her no. from that. From What's it order. about, maids? Cleaning stuff? Yeah, they're... And orders. And ordering. Ordering maids. Oh. That's what okay. it's about. So, uh... In conclusion. In conclusion, <laughs> uh... Valerie cuts, uh, cuts the blade of the drill with a machete. Which is where we would probably yep. lose the corporate funding. <laughs> For the right. drill, yeah. because, because that is a faulty drill bit. Yeah, right. if you can cut it with right. a machete, which There's... everybody has a machete available these days. Uh, well, but you I know have what? three. I think that's where they would come in to say the drill used in that movie was not a Makita drill, and Ooh. right, you know. and it ends with a special right. bonus scene of a Makita drill <laughs> drilling through a machete. Right. Yes. <laughs> take that machete. I think what M- Makita would really want is to show that, like, when you're going to use their drills to kill people, they're not going to just break as soon as yeah. a sword hits it. Exactly. So, and, you know. or, and then the killer just takes a big bite of a banana at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Potassium but, can be ingested, can be absorbed in your vagina. Makita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there went our Makita sponsorship. That's that's there dead now. Oh shoot, well, shoot, we uh, had it. We had it until that. Moment. A Makita <laughs> a representative was like on the phone, and they were on hold, and they just like picked up the phone and put it back down. Like, nope, forget it. Nope, nope. no, no, no. Never. I was listening at first, and I was like, maybe. Nope, nope. Never. No, 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 now yeah, I'm. That's nope. over. That was a mistake. Hi, that was Mr. Makita. My mistake. My mistake. <laughs> Uh, he does fall into a pool, so we do get that comedy bit. He does fall in a pool. I have yeah. no memories of that. He no. gets his hand cut off. That's a good comedy bit. Yep. Hilarious. Uh, and the movie immediately ends. Like, he dies, and then then you just hear sirens. Who called the cops? Don't know. <laughs> Where were they an hour earlier? Don't know. But now they're coming. You know what? I'm going to say, because um, we didn't spend a lot of time in this moment, but... Probably the pizza company because the pizza guy dies. <laughs> he never comes back. And they're probably like, where is he? Let's call the cops. I don't know. He went to this address. <laughs> so uh, favorite uh, favorite scene from this movie. Oof. There are so few. Um, <laughs> hard to pare it down. Mine is easily the like one two like the three like the body count in the in the in the trunk. trunk because i'm like you've only killed like four people why you can't keep count like this is ridiculous 
Yeah, well, I like it. I liked it in that scene. He was, it was almost like he was like nervous, like one of them might have gotten away, or like he's like <laughs> one, two. No, because wait a like, minute, like as if you miss. Yeah, he does. He, he's like he misplaced one. It's like, ooh, where are they all? Like, I don't. That's up to you, dude. You're yeah. the one who's you're keep, the killer. Yeah, that's on you. Don't second guess. That's like your. I was about to say that's your one job. Not as one job. His one job is to kill people. Second job is to. You know, keep track of where all the bodies are. That's yeah. your other I mean, job. being a killer is, there's just so many elements, you know, like so many. It's a lot of responsibility. Uh, I'm going to actually say my favorite scene is when she says goodbye to her parents early on in the movie. And her parents are like, enjoy your slumber party. Like they are on board. Like we're we're finally a movie where it's like instead of like the parents leaving and being like, don't have a party like don't worry i won't and then you like have a party behind their backs this is a movie where it's like hey we're leaving we won't be around yeah and we know you're gonna have this party we know you're gonna have a bunch of girls over and we accept it and we're okay with it see i thought it was more of a sarcastic thing like they were like trish doesn't have any friends have fun at your slumber party (laughs) maybe loner bish maybe yeah, I thought they wow. were more like tongue in cheek. Like, oh, I gotta go back. I gotta go back and rewatch that scene. Yeah, I can't it. wait. Another reason it. why it's my favorite. It's fantastic. And like, that dad, he is like, we need to get a yeah. move on. Let's he also go. has like a amazing wig on his head. Oh, he does. Like it, it is, is, it is unbelievable. Is it's like mm. it is gorgeous. <laughs> As a man who is missing uh, more than a few hairs on the top right, of his head, right. I was like, <laughs> I I could totally fit into one of those. That is like I could make that happen. Not, I thought at first, I, I think I even said like that's an amazing hair piece, but I'm like, that's not a hair piece. That's a full wig. Like that is go. You got to go all the way. That oh yeah, it is uh, go it, wig or go home. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> that's the name of my wig shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mark, favorite favorite scene. So I'm going to say uh, it's because it's a scene that I watched a couple of times because I got such a kick out of it. It was uh, when the coach goes home, uh, she's, she goes to unlock her front door and this drill cousin. bit comes through and yeah. and, and it's <laughs> the, the door. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm putting your peep in, your peephole. That's I'm right. Like, yes. Everyone's right. just going to be people. like, oh, the peephole. Who What's... just inserts their own people <laughs> right. in the middle of the night. What's right. funny is that she also then walks away just drilling the hole. I'm like, well, a people is an actual thing. Yeah. No, they don't put she the just thing drills. in. She just leaves. I have a question about this movie for you guys to answer. Oh, shoot. I, I thought want... we were concluding. We are. <laughs> okay. I mean, this chapter. There's going to be another chapter. And then conclusion. This part. We have several more episodes to go about this particular movie. In conclusion. Now, this movie is considered a classic. What? Okay, yes. It's considered a classic. A classic what? A classic horror film. A classic comedy? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Are you having a hard time there? I'm having a hard time with my mic. Like my mic is everywhere. I'm, I'm currently holding my microphone stand. <laughs> the, 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 uh, it's, 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 it would not stand the table. <laughs> Your legs are crossed. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. If you had a robe on right now, it yeah. would be I wish I, ha- I wish I did. I wish I did. Yeah, you know what? For future, uh, this for is future, not getting cut from the hell. for future from future podcasts. We should all have robes. We should just be robed out and relaxed. I think it would improve everything. I'm not alone on this. Everyone on the on our non Patreon agrees with me. Now, my question is: This is considered a classic. Can classic a, what? You didn't answer. Well, let me finish the question. No. Can a, <laughs> can a classic horror film 
being a not very good movie. <laughs> no. It's not a classic. Who said it was a classic? It's considered a classic by, by many who? people. It is a who? by well, a massacre of people? <laughs> <laughs> I would say not quite a massacre of people, but then, a good amount of people. I mean, it, it the the Blu-ray that I watched was what it was sort of at least some kind I, I forget who put it out, but I think I think it might be Shout Factory or or Scream Factory, but it was like, you know, they obviously put it out again because there's a lot of people that wanted, you know, a copy of this movie. It's a lot it's a movie that a lot of people seek out. It, that at least makes it a cult classic. Thank you. Okay, and cult classic, cult sure. Cult classic. Baker's saying, dozen of people who love it. It yes. feels like Massacre? Incorrect. Yeah, I don't know. Can it this feel felt like one of the movies that I had not seen? Uh, but I had always wanted to because it is a movie I'd always always heard of. I'd always seen the box when I, you know, you go into video stores and stuff growing up. And then I watched it and I was like, mm, okay, not that great. I don't know. Not one that I'm probably going to rewatch a ton. I don't know. I don't know. If you can't sleep, it's excellent. Just pop it on and. Yeah, if you <laughs> right can sleep, sleep. You, yeah, you can really enjoy yourself. Mark? Uh, this is not a classic in any way. This is. Uh, this is not a good movie. Correct. It went on to to have two more sequels. That the, uh, sequels yeah, don't I mean, mean it's a good movie. Yeah. And in the second movie, he has like a drill guitar. Wait, what? Wait, wait hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Did New World make that? Uh, no, it was. Oh. Well, here's oh. the thing. It was <laughs> it was produced by Roger Corman, but it was when he had left. He had already sold New World. So it was on like whatever he was on Concord or New Horizons. One so when we run out of New World movies, we, we move on. We move on to that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. very okay. good. We just follow Roger Corman's legacy. By that Raj. time, your impression of him is him going to be tops. Uh, tops. We made this movie for a respectable budget, with um, the in mind that we would have a lot of boobs and also. A killer with a drill. There you go. He's got it. I thought wow. he was in the room with us. Wow. Yeah. Pretty I, good. I felt like. I'm working on wow. it. Wow. I'm working on are it. You th- oh, you are there. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. This is how Roger Corman sits. He just lays back on the couch. <laughs> in his robe. Crosses his legs, holding a microphone stand. <laughs> and well. a bag of pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> he, everybody's got a snack. That's Roger Corman's. I think our podcast is already longer than this movie. Oh, already. definitely, <laughs> definitely. We've so, talked way longer. Similar than Similar body movie. count, fewer titties. <laughs> oh, no, I showed off my titties twice already. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say we didn't do this shirtless? No one, will kn- no one knows but us. And well, this podcast is arguably a comedy. <laughs> arguably, arguably. <laughs> I would call it a slasher. I call it a straight slasher. <laughs> but it's definitely a classic. This is Erica signing off. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, sign off, Ryan. God damn it! <laughs> this is Ryan signing off, and this is Mark signing off. This is Roger Corman signing off on this podcast, the New World Podcast. <laughs>